Blog Talk Radio.
Gentlemen, this is Ravenda with Mingle Zone Network Radio. Uh, I know I've been away for a little bit, but I'm out there gathering up wonderful, talented artists to bring to you here on Block Talk Radio. And uh, that piece that we just heard, that was from Miss Chanel Gabriel, a poetic diva from Brooklyn, New York. And she's our guest today. And we're going to discuss a lot of things with Chanel, uh, how she is creative, and we're going to listen to some of her work, and we're going to find out what she's doing right now and everything else you need to know. If anybody is going to be asking any questions, please wait a little later into the interview, and we'd love to let you call in and ask her whatever you like. Just be polite. So I want to introduce Chanel to our show today. Welcome to Mingles on Network Radio, Chanel. Hey, how are you doing? Doing pretty good and enjoying your poetic flow. It is just so inspiring and so beautiful. And I'm going to share with the ladies and gentlemen a little bit of background that I, I have on you, which is just incredible to me. Um, basically, you are considered a virtuosa, and you and you darn sure need to have that name written across everything that you present yourself on. <laughs> you should have your own label that says you should know the virtuoso. I mean, just that's all you need. And um, it looks like you were born and raised in Brooklyn, and you've been just sharing all your skills with people all across, you know, the map with colleges and other lo- local places, and hopefully we're going to get you to some big places after this show. Um, you were <laughs> featured in the sixth season uh, premiere of HBO's Deaf Poetry Jam. Everybody knows about that. That's Russell Simmons' little project, along with Jill Scott and DMX. And you also recorded a nationally televised promo for the 2007 NFL Draft. I'm not a sports person, so I'm sorry that I missed that. But I'm sure you have a video to show me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, you've shared the stage with a lot of people like Nas and Q-Tip and, and so many others. I mean, the Brand Nubians, Redman, Eric Sarman. I love Eric Sarman. <laughs> and even some other comedians that we've heard of like Rob Stapleton, Michael Blackson. I mean, all these great cats that you were just hanging around. That had to be a wonderful experience. So, Give us some information more about you, what I haven't covered. Tell us what where it all started for Chanel. Um, well, it all started, as many great people start, in church, of course. Still there. I still sing in church now, but um, it definitely started off there. Um, my sister was a children's choir director when I was pretty young, and you know how that goes. Mom was like, you got to go support your sister. Go join the choir. And she used to force me to sing when I was like maybe about five or six, and and um, from there, I just kept doing it. I don't think I started thinking that I was actually um, – I started out in music as a singer. Um, used to write songs and, and wrote, you know, like rap and got into that um, maybe probably about 
when I got, like, into my teens and just played around a lot with that and just, you know, lyrics all, all together. Then started thinking I was actually really good to maybe about seventh grade. I, I, you know, in my head it was just like I wrote this for myself or I sang. I sang in church because, you know, they asked me. But I really started thinking that this is something that I could do around that time. And as it progressed, I, you know, did the high school talent shows, um, different things of that nature, and then just kept going in college. I definitely continued performing there. Then after I graduated, just, you know, it's, I decided to take it to another level. I um, couldn't see myself in a, in a corporate setting <laughs> at all. I did a couple of jobs, like um, part-time jobs, but pursued this full-time. And I say it's divine because everything I asked God for, he blessed me with. I was like, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. Yo, God, I want to do that poetry jam. You know, I want to do this full-time, you know, and it just all worked out in that, you know, that wonderful way. So definitely blessed. Um, you mentioned Q-Tip. I actually did um, did a little bit of acting for uh, Q-Tip's video for Man, Woman, Boogie. You can um, definitely check that out. It was featuring Amanda Diva. Really good song, really great video. Um, it's not like Vibrant Thing, no booty shaking, nothing like that. Because <laughs> everybody goes, she's a Q-Tip video. with that. <laughs> everybody goes, oh, she's a Q-Tip <laughs> No, it's it's so funny because like I'm like I remember I was in church and some a kid came up to me and was like, "Yo, what you cute this video?" And I'm like, "This is so inappropriate." <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, definitely was the song is like if you listen to the lyrics, cute is like he's amazing. That album, The Renaissance, was yeah. great, yeah. and that was one of the songs that I really definitely um was happy with. I mean, I did, you know, like I said, I, I, I very much was into singing, and poetry was just something um, a friend of mine put me on to. I got to go to his open mic, my friend Rip, also known as Jamie. Um, he had put me on to his poetry um, cafe, and I got to see all these dope poets that, you know, some of the you know people that have been doing this for a while and in, like, the New York City area and even abroad, and people from the New Yorican Poets Cafe out here in New York and, and Brother Earl and, and some other folk that, you know, aren't even really on the scene anymore. But um, I definitely looked at it and said, yo, I could do that. And that's how I kind of got into poetry. That's really very much how I got into it. Wow. Um, now, you write everything of your own, right? You write yeah. all of it. Where yes. do you get inspiration from, you know, for all your poetry? Life, I mean, I'm very much life-inspired. I mean, it's, it sounds so cliche, but the best thing to write about is write about what you know, you know, and, and I've, right. I've been through so much. I've uh, watched so much. I, I'm one of those people, it's so funny, like a lot of people, I have a good amount of followers on Facebook and Twitter and um, people that, like, you know, are friends of mine on Twitter or on Facebook, and they say, something always happens to me. <laughs> The most random things. I have a story for everything. I will talk your ear off if you let me. Like, I have stories for days. So it will be natural for me to include that in my work. Um, things I've gone through, things I've heard, you know, if you, like, listen to my album, it, everything that you've heard is what I've been through. So, and it, it's based on true stories. You know, it might be a little embellished for a dramatic effect, but it's very much what, what happened. So I try to, I try to stay true to myself. I don't want to be one of those people rap, um, writing music and poems about stuff that I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that wouldn't that wouldn't make it sound like it was really you know serious if you you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> it's so not you, very much. <laughs> I got it. Go ahead. Well, you well I've listened to all the the uh, 
the poems that you uh, sent to me. And I also checked you out on YouTube. You're all over YouTube. So you've done a lot of live performances. And, you know, I've always admired people who can do a live performance and basically remember everything that they're supposed to either read or say, you know, without having a problem. How is it for you when you go in front of all those people to perform? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love that. I, little old secret, I hate the studio. I secretly hate the studio. Because I always feel, even though, you know, you, you're supposed to be able to grow from it, you know, and it's stuff that you can erase and stuff, I just feel so confined in that little box. Like, when I'm in front of people, and that was one thing that, um, actually, I remember when I first started poetry, my, my, my mom, my mom that lives in Atlanta right now, she, um, she, you know, one point in time was very nervous about me performing because she was like, you know, can you make a career out of that, you know, kind of thing. And very old-fashioned Trinidadian, you know, like you ain't get a master's, you know, what you're going to do. That's how she pretty much says. But she saw me perform live, and her and my stepdad were like, uh, no, like this is where you need to be. I, it's it's a total natural. I feel like I'm having a conversation w- with the audience from whether it's 10 people or 10,000 or it's Death Poetry's taping. I looked at it like, oh, this is just like, you know, any other cafe. These are all friends of mine. If, if, they're, if they're not friends and they don't like what I have to say, somebody out there is going to feel me. So live, live is the best. <laughs> don't put a band behind me. What? It's a wrap. <laughs> Now, um, have you have you had a whole lot of uh, opportunities to do some acting? Actually, um, I'm now pursuing that a lot more because it takes up a lot of time, you know, as far as auditioning and things of that nature. Um, I did have a background in it. Um, I did like I majored in communication arts in college, and a part of that was theater. Um, we had to take theater classes, and I also did the design of monologues. Um, to the best back in my heyday. And, um, well, I do, you know, voiceovers and things like that, which require that. But I, I, I include acting in what I do because I feel like if you're performing a poem, you should be in character, you know, when you wrote the poem. Remember how you felt when you wrote it, and it'll connect better with with others. But I'm actually starting to get back into that now a little bit more, just trying to figure out how I'm going to do that with my schedule. I travel so much. So to commit to anything is kind of hard, but I oh, want to get back absolutely. into that. So now you're touring now. What what areas are you touring through now? Right, this you know, like while you're you're doing your thing. Um, and then tell me if you are been overseas yet, because I'm sure you're gonna blow up over there if you haven't been there yet. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm um, right now. I'm actually kind of I call it a little vacation because I have a couple weeks. I'm trying to get in the studio and get some new stuff um, recorded. So for the next maybe three weeks I'm here, but coming up I have I'm doing um I'm doing Penn State I'm doing um that's later on this month I'm doing a couple of local things Long Island, um at Dunsville Lounge, um I'm doing like about a week in Illinois next month I'm doing South Beach um the South Beach Greek Fest I actually booked the performance that um uh so shout out to divine9online.com they definitely um um booked me for that. So I just like it's, it's kind of sporadic, it's kind of all over the place. Um, Boston University, a couple other schools. Um, can't think of it off the top of my head, but definitely if you check out like ChanelGabriel.com, um, check out my show schedule, you'll see it. But I, I I'm all over the place. I'm trying to structure it now. Um, I'm working on structuring the tours out now so that I, I know exactly where I'm going to be the next couple months. Um, I'm also doing a, a show at Lincoln Center, workshops at Lincoln Center, and some workshops out here at um, the Queens Public Libraries. 
Um, wow. So You're a busy woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. I like being busy. <laughs> you know, my now, superwoman complex. Now, you're an independent artist, so do you have your own management, or are you doing all this by yourself? Um, I have people that have, um, help with me. Um, I, I definitely have um, just kind of affiliated myself with a, a collective, right, a collective of artists, um, A&P, um, Indelible, definitely a, um, a dope group um, headed by Timothy Prolific Jones. He's been, like, he's one of my people that's been helping me even before I was, like, even down with the collective like that. Definitely um, shows much love. Um, but in general, I have um, someone that does um, handle my contracts as far as colleges go. I am self-managed. I minored in business management for that reason. Um, right, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, if it, if it gets too – it's kind of big now. It gets, gets a little overwhelming at times, but it's still manageable. Um, so, if any – you know, I, I, I'm definitely, you know, somebody ever steps to the plate that seems um, credible and and definitely, you know, all for it. I definitely will look into, you know, personal management, but – for now, yo, I got it. I got it on lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? As you get more successful, you're going to need a little bit of help. So you just keep that door open, and you just, and I'm sure you know exactly what it is you want out of somebody to manage you, mm-hmm. since you already have been doing it yourself. So you just kind of transfer that duty over to another person that's trustworthy yeah. and proficient. You know, I've been, I've been meeting a lot of artists who don't have managers, and it's because they can't find people that actually serious about it like they are they just you know they find people who are just in it for money and um you mm-hmm. really need to find somebody that's just as dedicated to the whole purpose that you have in this life as if as if it was just you doing it you know i understand how hard it is though but i yeah. keep my eyes are open because uh, i'm getting a lot of people you know contacting me looking to manage artists and i already i treat my artist guests like my children oh you know? uh, that's great i got but you Oh, I'm not gonna let anybody be your teacher. <laughs> I, mean, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, in the same respect, like yeah, I've I've opened the door. I've tried, but you know, the thing about it is, and um, I, I used to go to a vocal class um with a gentleman by the name of Craig Derry, and there were a lot of talented, you know, young, especially young women. I say that the problem that a lot of young female artists have, and just female artists in general, is a lot of times we wait for. I'm not gonna lie. We wait for a man to come and help us figure things out, and it's that's straight up. That's straight up the truth. If, if you don't have a manager, like you know, I have girls that have like great voices. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, hopefully, I'll find a manager, and then, and I'm like, girl, you gotta get it. You gotta get it on. Like, you gotta do what you gotta do. And um, I mean, like I said, I do have. I, it's, it's, I'm very selective, and I'm very. I can't even lie. I'm a little bit of a control freak, so it's very hard for me to rescind anything to people. Because I do, I do have this kind of thing. This is my baby, you know, kind of thing. But, but in the same breath, you know, it, it's very important, you know, in general, when you're doing business practices, not jumping up at the first thing that comes to you that looks halfway decent. We do have to have some kind of discernment, and do have to make sure that people aren't just looking for money or aren't saying, yo, you know, yeah, you know, Missy Elliott's my homeboy's cousin's baby mother, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you know, I got this. I got you, yo. I'm going to get you signed. <laughs> and yeah, everybody knows somebody. Everybody's somebody, friend, grew up with Fabulous down the block, you know, or uh-huh. something like that. <laughs> and we'll sell you a dream, a dollar and a dream, and make you spend all your money or spend their money, and then you owe, you know, so you in the same respect. 
we ask, you know, it's a matter of being cautious. I mean, so that's that's all. That's my advice to all the artists out there listening. <laughs> Don't well, that's just be signing stuff. Really good advice because people do need to hear from people who are actually dealing with this entire experience. You know, what exactly it's going to take. It's not all roses and candy. You know, you're going to have to go through some uphills and some downhills and probably some bad apples before you get where you want to go. So, I mean, if if they had a, re- a real reality show with the artists that are out there blasting all over the radio, then they could actually tell us what they go through because they make it look like it was so easy. Mhm. So, Not, you know, so, but definitely, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so let me go ahead and put on a piece um, that I have I actually love everything that you sent me And I actually went and bought a, a bunch of your stuff So uh, I'm going to go put on a couple things Let me see Message to my girls is something that really touched me Because that was something that a lot of women Especially when you're doing these college tours They should really be paying attention to the words in this piece I mean this is this is really inspiring And I hope any females out there listening Pay attention for Chanel. Call the message to my girls. Keep your heads up and your skirts down. Girls that'll be seen, not heard, so I better not hear a sound. Call the legs, cross your ankles, touch your mouth when you chew. Do as I say and not as I do. And you will bloom into a woman. My mother implanted these seeds to assist me in blooming into a lady. But evidently, these same seeds have not been planted into today's soil, like water mixing with oil, words just in a blend into young minds. Signs of last days and times where young men shall be lovers of themselves and young women, lovers of everything but themselves, whether it be material wealth or baby fat belts, whether it be coming and getting her groove on or putting some Prada shoes on. In no other name but the mighty name of fashion. Rick checks CBT cards given in rations. The chicks who spend their pay on the latest fashion update. They strive to gain the whole world, yet lose their young souls. Because they never learned how cold that winter was. Or how it pays to be more careful. And we've all heard tales that should have made them more fearful. Alas, I see it from their use. Uncouth and chains loose in the world. And I'm talking about these little girls. I want to call them young ladies. But to see them on the 2 train and the B80, I have to wonder. The self-love stop when training bras come, a class in self-esteem leave and they begin to bleed. Slowly leaking the innocent stay embodied, losing the love that they had in themselves. Don't they know too much BET is bad for your health? Constantly watching pornographic portrayals again it on and popping, booties dropping, former models now copping, Bob's Video Vixen Award. Imagine getting an award for being a video whore, like that's something you'd want to be with little kids and teen parties acting like little Kim trainees. Realize the only difference between a dub and a lap dance is you do all the work and it's for free. Know every single song on MTV, but can't tell me the equivalent of three times three. Can't read more than a word up magazine. Wonder why kids go to lowest on the SATs, 10 p.m. on a school night and they still run in the streets. Man, so be saying, ooh, pick me. Pimp me, please, because all I see is young girls and grown men's faces equivocating love with attention and their mind love equals physical affection and this is an infection that's spreading faster than any disease the way our preteens sell their chastity with ease and Satan doesn't go blow for blow he just goes straight for the throat and he knows that our budding generation is our only hope so while we promote premature growth and pro-choice pregnancies possibly the prelude to premeditated aborted leaders with lasting legacies we may simply end the spirit of us and our tomorrow may never be 
So come together, my sisters and brothers. Know that you ought to be your daughter's first lovers. Teach them to forget the masses. To value their classes over how big their asses. To value self-respect over painting temporal objects. To be not conformed to this dis-short and pain-stricken world, but to be just what they are. Young girls, and let the seeds be plants. Focus on growing what's internal. The external will bloom later, but the internal is the only thing that is eternal. And let no man, no man. take their crown. Remind them to keep their heads up and their skirts down. Down. Oh, that was excellent. That was excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, that was excellent. I mean, young ladies everywhere should be so proud just just listening to that. You know, it's just an eye-opener. Do you find yourself coming across a lot of women who really need to, you know, have somebody tell them these things, just to be straight up honest with them? Oh, come on, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's just... The interesting thing about it is that we, um, as women, we, I, I just tell people, I said, this is not me being holier than thou. You know, this is not me saying that I don't enjoy nice things and, and shopping and things, but the problem is we just have such a big imbalance um, going on where people begin to determine their worth based on everything else around them. And a lot of times, especially the younger girls that are coming up, um, you know, the whole sense of community that that I felt that I felt when I was growing up, I don't see as much. Um, and even for for grown women, you know, not just young girls, but for grown women, that the value that 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 should be there is not always there. And I, I definitely feel that it's a message that you know everybody, young girls, women, you know, big girls, you know, <laughs> little and big, you know. Everybody needs to to hear and and realize the value of you know just keeping your head up you know being proud of who you are and keep your skirt down. Everybody don't need to be all up in your business. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and I agree with that. And there's a lot of people out there that you can certainly help you know to understand what their real purpose is, and you know they don't really need to be there for the sole pleasure of the opposite sex. And a lot of young ladies don't understand that. They confuse love with those certain things. So mm-hmm. just keep on writing uh, material like that, and that's going to really help a lot of people. And um, now, growing up as a young lady, um, who were your role models and, and people who may have inspired you to write like you write? Um, as far as, like, just my basic role models, people I look up to, I would say um, – I grew up um, around three, I had three older sisters that I grew up with, and each of them had different qualities that I won't, not saying I didn't love them for whoever, but there's certain qualities about them that I really admire, and I see a lot of a little pieces of myself in each of them. And, um, you know, like my oldest sister was definitely like my other mother, you know, very maternal, very loving, very nurturing in that respect, and I get a lot of that from her. Um, my the the, um, the second one, um, Roxanne. I remember like she was a music head, and that's where I got like my passion for music from her because she was the director of the gospel choir. So we sit there. She taught me three part harmony. You know, it was very much mm-hmm. our bonding was with music, and you know, just in general. And then my young, the youngest out of the three oldest sisters, um, Leanne, she just has a mouth on her. Like when she thinks something, she says it. 
and I realized I got a lot of that from <laughs> just the, you know, being very um, extroverted, being very open in that respect. And as far as writing goes, um, I listen to a lot of different artists, um, you know, especially I, I grew up in, like I said, grew up in gospel, so like definitely listen to like Richard Smallwood and, and people that you, you hear the word, like um, Fred Hammond's commission, you listen to their words or their songs, and it's like, wow, that's, that's a poem right there. And, you know, I definitely listen to that hip-hop. Of course, I listen to um, a lot of different types. I listen to, like, Arrested Development. I listen to, um, I won't lie, I listen to Jay-Z. <laughs> definitely really appreciate his, um, his, his ability to, to weave a story when he wanted to. And, and his metaphors were, were crazy growing up. Oh, yeah. um, of course, you know, further back than that, I mean, you know, Rock Him, you know, definitely the classics as well. But those are my my big influences. Poetically, I could say recently, I listen to a lot of my friends. I I can't say one person has really influenced me poetically in that respect, but I listen to a lot of my friends and I draw kind of inspiration from them, Um, like Mahogany Brown, Amir Suleiman, um, just a lot of different artists. And these are all people that I, you know, have been inspired by being around. Now, are your friends uh, out there, you know, doing – you know what you're doing right now? Are they out there performing and spreading their their talent like you are? Um, definitely. I, I, as, high, as as a touring artist, it's easy to, for your closest friends to be other touring artists, um, or even just people that might do it more on a local scale, but definitely have had an impact in in the local communities as well. Um, a lot, yeah, a lot of my my good friends. I mean, are, are singers and and rappers and and other poets and. And I definitely, you know, am inspired by their successes or actors, um, you know, directors, all those different things. I'm definitely inspired by their accomplishments. It, it's, it's inspiring to me because, you know, when one of you is like, the, you know, saying, when you mix out the hood, it's like everyone does, you know. You feel good when, when somebody's doing well. And it shows that we can grow. We're growing together. Well, I see you as a, a young trailblazer um, leading a lot of other women, sharing their emotions and feelings. Um, to the world through poetry and uh, also for your friends and anybody else who are similarly creative as you are. I would welcome any of them to our show to help them share more with other people. We have a large following on Block Talk Radio for uh, spoken word artists and poets and, and rappers and anybody musically inclined. So feel free to share the information with them all so that we can help support them as well. And uh, I will, of course, you know, forward your information to our other stations that will as equally uh, promote your your work as well as uh, get you some more listeners and fans and bring them to your website. So just feel free to do that. Thank you. I appreciate it. And no everybody else made this really cute little, like, widget. It was so cute. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <And> uh, <laughs> yeah, I like to put a little bit of something in there, you know, because it's just, I can't just put a little word up there saying, okay, Chanel Gabriel's going to be here. I want everybody to see your beautiful face and to see Thank how much you. you shine in those photos. So, you know, that that was important to me to make you feel welcome. So I'm going to play one my most favorite one that you have. And I saw a live video of this, um, which is also on the little mini site that I uh, created for you. It can be found on my um, MySpace page, um, www.myspace.com forward slash Mingle Zone Network Promo. 
So anybody listening, feel free to go visit the mini site that I created for Chanel and go look through the media. You'll see the, vid, the live video of this piece here. Uh, the reasons I love you. Uh, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to switch it up, you know, you know, to all the lovebirds out there. I wrote a love poem. <laughs> a nice little love poem. And, you know, you know, we have those special kinds of love. You know, there's love you can't explain. You just can't explain it. It's just so special. And I tried to capture that in this poem. It's called The Reasons I Love You. They say the human body has over 50 billion white blood cells. And I need every single one because you make me sick. You are the fish that I would throw back, but for some reason as opposites we attract. We show our admiration and love taps. I hate you matches and sarcastic wisecracks. All the qualities of my soulmate you lack. I wrote you a poem once. I mounted and framed it. It was perfect. And you gave me a pat on the back and said, hey, good stuff. <laughs> that was it. Your attempts at being romantic are simply pathetic. The last massage you gave me required a paramedic. The first time you cooked me dinner, I had to pump my stomach. And you just like picking fights. If I say go left, you go right. If I say it's day, you swear it's night. You still think our anniversary is the 10th of May. It's the 9th of March. The Golden Arches is the closest thing to jewelry I've ever seen from you. For my last birthday, you gave me a Twinkie with one candle. You wear socks with your sandals. And no, not the short ones, the ones that pass your ankles. Now, my idea of a tranquil evening involves a good book and peppermint tea. Yours only requires your PSP. I prefer VHS, you like DVDs. I'm a diehard Nas fan, you like Jay-Z, like black folk and lack those products. We just always seem to disagree. You think Angelina Jolie is the epitome of beauty. I think she's overrated and her lips are crusty. You like chicks that are busty and I'm a proud member of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee. Now, I'm a country kind of girl. You like the city life. I'm a revolutionary woman. You think we should all be barefoot housewives. I remember the last time I cried. You gently wiped my eyes and whispered in my ear, baby, suck it up. <laughs> and I know it's bugged, but I still love you like Whitney loves crack. Because for some reason, it's opposites we attract. And truth be told, that romantic crap usually doesn't last. Flowers die and many diamonds given may as well be cut glass. But what matters most is that you compliment me like air through my lungs. And there are over a trillion nerves in the central nervous system. You get on every single one. <laughs> you know you do. But for some reason, that's why I love you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, that was good. I love that one. I thought that was so, so to the point. And I know a lot of people, I love to read that too. If I could just get to see what you have, believe me, they won't think I wrote that because I know some people that deserve that. That was so excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a lot of experience with relationships that um, also, you know, brought you to bringing out your creativity and your poetry? Uh, yeah, I was a little bit of a, I've had, I mean, <laughs> I guess I was a little bit of a connoisseur of people. Like, I like to be around different types of people all the time. And just not not just, like, you know, relationship-wise, but just as, as far as friendships go and different qualities about different people. I'm a people watcher. So um, a lot of different times I, I, I 
put people that are around me in my poetry or people that I've interacted with or experiences I had with other people or stories have told me in, into my work and my, my poetry, my music and everything. And, like, even that poem, uh, I very much tried to capture the idea that we're so sometimes we're so different, but that's the it's our differences that make us work out. You know, that make you have that connection with that person. The fact that they don't like everything that you like is a beautiful thing because if they liked everything you like, you might as well date yourself sometimes. You know, like <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to say. You know, yeah, you get on my nerves, but I love you. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's the best. To me, you know, I remember my favorite line, and you know music, so tired, I love you, your hair turns great, um, don't change? Yeah. yeah. My favorite line in that whole song, she was like, and even when you get on my last nerve, I was like, yes, that's right. You, know, you love somebody <laughs> when they get on your nerves. It's love. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's almost like loving your children when it comes yeah. to loving mate, Because, you know, you really, really try hard. You really, really try not to to just give up on them because we are all human. Nobody's perfect. We're going to have some issues. So mm-hmm. when you said every last one of those nerves, you had it right to the point. <laughs> <laughs> now, it looks like we have some uh, people calling in, and I have one caller that's been holding on patiently in the area code of 718. So um, we're going to just get in a couple questions and see what they have to say. Hopefully, uh we do not have any pranksters because Blog Talk's been doing a whole lot of uh, open open house to people calling in. So, you know, I'm just going to mm-hmm. say I apologize if it's an ignorant person, but I will cut them right off. So, <laughs> one moment. Hello, uh, caller on area code 718. How are you? And thanks for calling Mingles on Network Radio. Hello? Hello, caller. Hi, you Carla, how are you? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, my goodness. No, I was calling in just to actually hear the interview. Interview Chanel, I am so proud of you. This is Sandra from um, Bear Stearns. You and I used to work together. Wow. Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. Like a family thing. <laughs> that was what oh, oh, my goodness. God is good, isn't he? My God. Yes, it's yes, a long is. Amen, amen, amen. But uh, anyways, I, I hit you up on Facebook. Please check your inbox. I work for a senator now, and I would love to have you come out and, and, and just do whatever you do for the community, if at all that's, possible. Oh, definitely. I just actually saw your message, so I will make sure I respond back to you. Thank you so much, and no thank you for listening. <laughs> no problem. What an excellent interview. Fantastic, as a matter of fact. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, you can continue to listen in, um, and uh, we'll be here for a little bit longer. So, you know, if you want to just call and ask another question or whatever, just um, I think you just push like the number two, and it'll show me your hand or something, and then um, I'll pop you back in again. Okay. Not a problem. We got another caller, area code 610, and that's in Pennsylvania, so let me see who this is. Hello, caller from, I guess that's Pennsylvania, 610. How you doing? Hi. Hi. I was just listening to Elder Beatmaster. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm all right. right. I was just listening. I didn't even push the the holler. 
<laughs> but that's all right. Y'all got me on. So my 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 my, my what they flash play or whatever is shot on my computer. Now only way I can listen now is on the phone. So. Oh. But thank you so much for listening. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Well, I don't know who you are. I ain't never. I ain't never. I thought I made my rounds. I don't remember this one. Oh, you're going to have to, you have to find out, man. Um, keep listening. I mean, that's well, I awesome. heard that fire that was being spit a little earlier. I didn't get, get the female name, but I was like, that joint was raw. Ah, Chanel Gabriel. <laughs> definitely. Um, and this is to everybody else out there. Definitely, if you like what you hear, definitely visit me at ChanelGabriel.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-L-L-E. Gabriel, like the angel, G-A-B-R-I-E-L.com. You can definitely check that out to my mailing list. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, all of that. So you can definitely hear some more of my work on there. Thank you so That's much. That's right. And you could check out um, a couple of her videos um, on my MySpace page, too, at myspace.com forward slash Mingles on Network promo. But you can also mm-hmm. look her up on YouTube. she got a bunch of stuff on there. You can see her doing her work live. Mingles on <laughs> Uh, and this this for for my space is Mingle Zone what? Mingle Zone Network promo. She's gonna be on the front page. And that's for that's for my space. And where you at on, yeah. on YouTube? And she she's on her own MySpace page too. Go ahead and tell them. Yep. MySpace dot com slash forward slash Chanel G S H A N E. You going? You spelled that name real fast. S H A N E. L L E and the letter G is in Gabriel. So uh, Chanel G. If you go to Chanel Gabriel, um YouTube dot com slash Chanel Gabriel, you'll see all my videos. But my videos are also on my MySpace and on my website, so you can definitely check those places. So that's Gabriel G A B R I E L? Yep, that's it. You got it. And that's at YouTube, right? Yep, YouTube. You can go to YouTube. You can go to my my right. website has videos too. So all right, now 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 I'm gonna go check you out. And make sure you check me out too. Okay, yo, send me a send me a little request or email, and I'll definitely check you out. Just look, leave me a little note, and I'll make sure I check you out as well. All right, that'll work. All right, thank you so much. All right, much. man. Well, thanks thanks for calling in and keep listening. I'm gonna play some more from Chanel Gabriel. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Getting a big old fan house here, girl. All right, it's a great look. <laughs> All right, now I I think um I don't know if my my sound is not loud enough. I can't tell if it's loud enough for the audience, but I'm gonna boost it a little bit more because I want to hear it all. <laughs> so let me go and put something else on here. Let me see. I like this one here. Let's see. Possibilities. All right.
I imagined us entangled in each other indefinitely. The word compatibility was simply too vague for you and me. See, I saw you as the beginning and the end of me. Our love knowing no boundary, cause if and when my heart stopped beating, I thought our love would do the beating for me eternally. Call me crazy, but I swear I see your face in the mirror. When I see me, I see you. I see God in you. When pairing through hazy memories of my past, I see the thoughts of you are the only ones that will infinitely last. And you've been embedded in me and on me. I know you're going to call me crazy for this, but I swear I see your silhouette and the birthmark on my hip. And so quickly become a part of me And I was certain of our ability to be the epitome of relativity The unity of our holy hearts together equaled in my mind The permanency of a romance with no pretenses I wanted to stimulate all six of your senses at the same time I wanted to make love to your mind Taste your thoughts, touch your heart Savor the sweet scent of your essence Hear my name your tongue and true passion I wanted to live forever in your presence Like the cells that sustained you I wanted to flow through your bloodstream I wanted thoughts of me And me alone to reign supreme Cause I picture love possibility And I guess that just Wasn't our destiny And I let my emotions get the best of me Cause ladies we all know Denial woman's specialty, cause secretly we all see it, that's something that could be the hubris to each and every relationship, yet and still we trip when things turn out the way that they do, sad to say honey, it was no different with you, everything you told me I already knew, you told me the truth from the start, nothing was misconstrued, another woman already had your heart, and I know the rules, fact is, I just had something to prove, to make you see that I would be the finest jewel for your crown, you'd have been my king, I wanted to be your everything, your tone, pitch, and key when you sing, I wanted you to see what loving me could bring, and I just hope I was more than a moment to you, cause you left the imprint of a lifetime on me, permanently embossed on my lips is the sweet memory of your sweet kiss, and I don't wish our future history didn't exist, but that that other chick was just that, she was and I'd be the is, I'd be the one to keep you in bliss. My intuition admonished my lips to reject the resuscitation, the revival of my inner being. I was a sinner seeing that I was choosing carpe diem. Sees the days, hours, minutes, the seconds, the nights. And it seemed like eternity until she brought me back to reality. Slaughtered my dreams like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Not before you stirred my spirit, letting the death of you and I bring back the life in me. And it's been so long since I submitted myself so freely with such a childlike is like loyalty. So now I say goodbye. I say goodbye somewhat sorrowfully, yet gratefully, because you transformed me back into the Chanel that I love to be. Chanel minus the negativity, minus the insensitivity, but the Chanel that had both faith and the faithfulness of the Trinity, because that Chanel knows all else fails. God would always love her unconditionally. Thank you for showing me that I can love again totally. Now true love is more than just
Wow, that was just so beautiful. Uh, what I really love about that is that you put your vocal skills in there, too. Uh, I know that a lot of people just do their poetry, but when you have additional skills like that and you add that in there, it just, just brings it to the you know to the forefront. I just got to give you a big applause for that one, girl. Thank you. That's a lot of people. That was just excellent. So now, let's talk about your your vocal arrangements. Um, do you do you do all your composing and everything yourself, or do you do you have like a, a recording engineer and a whole full studio staff helping you out? Um, well, really, um, whoever I work with, I usually like to to kind of collaborate on something, like you know, throw ideas out. I mean, I, I very much am you know the main person. I, I do come up with everything myself. I might, you know, something like, oh, what you think about this? Or maybe we should change this line, you know, or something like that. But um, I, like that track I worked on, that album I worked on with um, um, Rock, um, Chris Belmont, a.k.a. Rock from Jai Rock and Productions, and we did such a great job putting that together, and he's actually a really great singer. <laughs> so it was, like, good to, like, you know, if anything, I, I sound a little pitchy. He was first in my eye, now you got to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and I wow. appreciate that. You know, no yes men in my camp. I can't deal. So, um, oh, but you need somebody to tell you the truth. Yeah, I'm not trying to make anything whack and see it go wrong. And, um, yeah, definitely I have a couple people I might bounce things off of, so. Wow. So now, was it hard for you to gather up your team to help you do, you know, what it is that you do from anywhere from your your music and, you know, your promoters, things like that? Was it hard for you just gathering the team together? Well, once again, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a person of faith, and um, I believe God puts people in my, put people in my life exactly when I needed them. And um, it took a while. That first project, it took a while for me to get that together because I graduated, and I had so many people saying, yo, I got you. You can use my studio. Oh, yeah, I'd love to work with you. And, you know, and things kept going, you know, okay, next week. All right, next week. Okay, next week. And um, I just happened to share a piece called I Feel Like Going On at a, a youth rally day at a church um, I frequent. And um, Chris Belmont, that's the person who kind of got we got started together working on the project, and he was there, and it was just like it worked out so great, and we worked together, and there's that. And now, um, like I said, once again, everything happens its own time, so now I'm meeting. I'm actually working with a lot of different um, artists on my next project, a lot of different producers and um, um, engineers on the next project, and that's been great, you know, and we're, you know just – seeing people fall into place, like, oh, I do this, and actually watching it link and connect. So. Wow, girl. Now, don't forget about me. When you get this next project, I want to be one of the first people that you share it with, and then I'll share it with everybody that's listening to my show and some. Thank <laughs> you. Definitely. I will make sure you get you, you hear it. I'll make sure. Now, speaking of uh, Feel Like Going On, I really enjoyed listening to that. So I'm going to let the rest of the people hear it because, uh, you know, then I'm going to ask you to share your uh, information about where to get your music, okay? So okay, let me definitely. Put on, feel like going on. Thanks. I 
wore a full body cast Cause my soul was broken Locked down my laughter for the countless times my joy has been stolen Poured cement on my heart cause stone feels harder than chills faster than blaster And this is the Christian race The only race where the people behind you always seem to be running faster I may dysfunction, my ruler and procrastination, my master. The road that seemed right unto me might have ultimately led to my disaster. My biggest flaw was that I wouldn't admit I had problems to be solved. But I've resolved that I won't walk in the same feared path I've circled in every other day. And I won't wait to live the life that I prayed for. And I won't reserve my praise only for Sabbath days. Replace memories of years sown in tears with promises of life and the forever after with my master. And I have hope. And I don't need a pastor or pope to draw close to the cross. Because God is embossed on my DNA. Don't confuse this with blasphemy. But God is a part of me. The part of me that I tap into when I pray. And God always listens to his children. He cries the tears I cry. No, what's flood was a result of God wiping his eyes. So why do we tip him instead of giving our all? It's like having Jordan, Kobe, and McGrady on your team and never passing the ball. <laughs> like rain in a fresh perm. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense like believing in Jesus, but not believing in his second advent. We were meant for greater than God's table scraps. Wherever you lack in your life, God said he'd fill in the gaps. So let go of the hurt. Let go of the past. The was holding you back, people. I've been to the mountaintop and lingered in the valley, and I've shot for salvation and found it on Calvary. And all I've been through, I've seen what the Spirit can do. So I'm having Christ tattooed on the soles of my feet so I can walk in His image. Tag conqueror on my left ventricle, on my womb, scribble patience. So I can wait patiently for the gift of life to be given when God deems it best. I'm branding faith with fire on my chest. Keeping my torch lit, having a faith so strong that I can do chin-ups on it. With a smile that speaks sonnets, reaching for heights so high that I cling to comets. With stars in my grip, I taste hallelujahs every time I lick my lips. I have faith in this That was absolutely marvelous, girl. <laughs> so much. Thank you so much. Beautiful. I mean, so spiritual, too. I mean, 
You are just so talented. I just can't get over you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I want to send a shout-out to all my um, people in, in the chat room who are representing the show today and listening to Chanel Gabriel. I want to thank Nesheba of E-Spirit Eve for coming in. I want to thank uh, Lyrical Disciples for coming in. Uh, there's a lot of people here that I haven't seen in my room before. Nor Gente, I hope I said it right. Haiti Blues, thank you for coming in and listening to this wonderful woman. And I also want to thank anybody else that is listening. I think we got Elder who called in. Um, we probably have a ton of people listening that are kind of shy to get in the chat room, but that's okay. We are all right. And then anybody who has missed the show can always download it and save it in their iTunes, and that's what's the best thing about Blog Talk, because even if you miss something, it's always a repeat. If you're on the regular radio, that's a one-time thing. You won't hear it again. So um, tell everybody where they can get your music at, Chanel. Um, you can get my music. Um, actually, if you go, I, I like to direct everybody one place so it doesn't get too confusing, but you can get it on iTunes. You can actually go on my website, um, www.chanelgabriel.com, and you can go in the store there. And uh, there's links to everything. I have it on iTunes. We can play Rhapsody, CD Baby, Amazon.com. So um, you can definitely get it off of all of their I think I might need to restock on CD Baby. It might be sold out there, but I give it. I give it a couple of days. It shouldn't be there, but it's definitely on iTunes. It's definitely you can get the MP3s as well. And um, I do have a an, another track that I've been promoting. It's just me. It was me playing around, and I redid. Um, I redid Drake's Best I Ever Had, and you can definitely get that for free on there as well. So I'm playing around, thinking I'd do a little something different, but. ChanelGable.com, go in the store, and there's links for everything, Replay Rhapsody and, and all of those different sites, Dig Station, a bunch of them. So, yeah, And that's now, how the call start something. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to post up some more information on the um, front of my blog for Blog Talk Radio, too, so that way people that miss the show can come and check it out. Now, I read on your, um, on your website that um, in 2004 you were diagnosed with lupus, and um, can you share a little bit, you know, whatever you care to share about that experience and, and if it in any way faltered your plans of what you were trying to do with your career? Um, well, I, I got diagnosed in 2004 with um, systematic lupus. Um, for those that don't know what lupus is, it's an autoimmune disease where your immune system is um, it's kind of it, it doesn't recognize the body itself, so it attacks the body itself. Um, it acts as if there's inflammation or if there's a bacteria and there's nothing there, so it causes inflammation in the joints and other different complications that vary from person to person. Um, I was diagnosed in 2004, which was my junior year of college, and um, I very much um, I know I didn't get I didn't have that audio for you guys, but you could definitely check the video out on my um on my MySpace, but of the poem I have called Vanity, it tells the whole story. And in college, I ignored the symptoms. I had a bunch of the symptoms, joint pain, um, fatigue, um, st joint stiffness in the morning. It was a whole bunch of different symptoms that I totally ignored. And then when I finally um, lost my hair, <laughs> started losing my hair, I ran to the doctor. That's what brought me to the doctor. I'm so conceited. <laughs> and when I went there, that's when I got diagnosed. Now, the way it affected me, 
um, at first it was very, um, very difficult to deal with. I mean, while I was very relieved to know that, you know, know what was wrong with me and know that I didn't have some kind of weird disease that no one ever heard of, um, it was a relief um, also, but it was very difficult because I had to slow down a lot more and really prioritize because prior to that, I was used to running and running and running and running and running. And um, it also helped me in another way so that I, I didn't expect when it came time to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, um, it made me look at life a lot different and maybe really start to see the value of it and that, you know, God forbid, you know, say lupus gets really bad. God forbid <laughs> it gets really bad and I'm hospitalized. I can, you know, at least I can say, you know, I, I lived my life to the fullest. I traveled all these places that I wanted to go. You know, I've, I've done these shows. I've been able to do this, and it means so much to me to be able to say that. So I look at, you know, things that happen to you in your life as, as a character builders, and they just show you that, you know, no matter what, you can make it through any obstacle. You know, there are people that have done, there are people that live their dreams that have different diseases and illnesses, and I wanted to be a testament to that, to others that way. Wow. Now, are you involved at all in the um, uh, the fundraising, you know, for the cure of lupus or any of the foundation organizations that support lupus, are you involved with them at all? Yes, I actually do um, some work with the SLE Lupus Foundation, um, the one, the, the chapter in New York. Um, I also, um, I'm trying to make it an annual thing. It's sad because I'm not going to be here this year in New York for it, but um, the Alliance for Lupus Research, um, they have an annual walk. Last year we raised about $800. You know, might not have been the millions of dollars that some other people raised, but it was definitely a contribution. I know a lot of my friends, you know, sacrificed and, and donated, and we had a team of about 28, 30 people that came and walked. Um, I'm trying to make that uh, annual thing a bigger thing and, and um, keep growing. Um, I've done different things for other, um, for the lupus, the lots of, um, sorry, the SLE Lupus Research Institute. Um, I did a fundraiser a while back. So I'm, I'm looking into doing another one in October. October is Lupus Awareness Month, just trying to piece everything together. And once I figure my schedule out, I can kind of start planning that. But definitely I try to work as much as I can with them in, in fundraising events and help out with planning events and publicizing events that they're doing already as well. And I speak Great about young it. Ladies. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, it's good that you are out there supporting that, you know, and experiencing that. I mean, I believe that's part of your your uh, path that God has given you, you know, to be able to share your experience and let people know that that's not keeping you from doing what you want to do with your life. So you mm -hmm. you should be commended by anybody just for that okay. alone. So, you know, whatever events that you have planned for that, just make sure you let us know so we can just let everybody else know. Maybe we can help you spread the word about that to all the different chapters that they have across the country, and, you know, we can, we're can going to have you busy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love being busy. So as long as I get my nap in between, I love being busy. <laughs> Now, the the piece that you did in regards to that vanity, um, do you feel like giving us a little live poetry? Sure, it's not a problem at all. I'll definitely share it with you all. So um, this is about my college experience, because it happened in college. Um, if it wasn't for vanity, I don't know where I'd be. I was achy and sleepless with migraines all week. Still, I continued to keep on going. Class from 8 to 2.30, BSU meeting at 3, dance practice at 4. At 5, I have to uphold my student senate presidency. Sorority meets at 9, study from 10 to 3, 7 a.m. My day just rewinds. 
parties, sneaking a few conversations with every new guy I was talking to. Yes, this is the marsala that makes up the stew of the average college student. I was no different in every organization. I was black and somehow in charge of the Latin American Student Union. Now, stress was like my best friend, and I thrived in confusion, ignoring the weight that increased on my shoulders by the tons. Mornings got harder. I attributed it to me aiming to go farther than the average sophomore. Joints were swollen and sore. Must be from dance practice. Excuses are the tools of the incompetent, and I was foolish to think I could be so negligent with my body and think that all these symptoms were somehow irrelevant. It got so bad one day that I walked with a limp and no one had a pimp. So, yeah, something was wrong. And I saw butterflies, not like the Mariah Carey or the Michael Jackson song, but a mark on my face. Didn't matter. The semester was over. I was home and back at my mom's place. Like I said, if it wasn't for vanity, I don't know where I'd be. I still have my symptoms, but I was simply glad to be home, getting ready to go out. Ladies, you know, I had my cute outfit on, looking all nice and wrong, went to comb my hair, and then I realized that a patch wasn't there. Yeah, vanity hadn't yet. The doctor the next day said, Doctor, I have some other complaints, but they can wait. Take care of this. Take care of the exterior like most people nowadays. And the doctor, he had this baffled look on his face, did some blood tests, put a hat on, and I went on my merry way. A few weeks later, the doctor said, Chanel, have you ever heard of lupus? And I said no, and he proceeded to say that my immune system was too strong and attacking my own body, and much to my dismay, I had to figure out how to fit this into my schedule. Can you believe I still went to work that day? All for vanity. I refused to see that overworking myself so as not to pit ill to others could have eventually ended my many responsibilities early. Well, a few months later, my body made me rest because lupus is a disease that flares up in times of stress, and I was constantly pushing it as if fighting my humanness. Well, this machine, it broke down. Hospitalization and the possibility of death forced me to do less but put things in perspective because life is about more than just meetings and deadlines. I'm not a millionaire. I only have one lifeline, and if it flatlines, I don't want to have any regrets. So I'm about to live every day as if I have 24 hours left. I'm a full-time artist, an alchemist purifying myself every chance that I get. I've learned to accept experience as the past and the present as a gift. So for all the people that didn't see the sunrise this morning, you better enjoy it. Proud to get health and love life. No matter how many miles you go, don't confuse neutral with drive. And know that sometimes you've got to bare your teeth in order to finally be able to smile. So my vanity will sustain me. God helps me to believe in me. Can't you see lupus can't hold me? I'm going to keep climbing walls like an ivy. Trying to stop me in vain like an ivy. Tenacity flows through my bloodstream. I'm reaching my goals no matter how hard it seems. Put God first, then myself, and then my family because can't nobody love me if I don't love me. I'm being conceited. It's not cool, but nothing's wrong with a little bit of vanity because me loving myself, well, that's the beginning of my testimony. Thank you. Mm-mm-mm. I just have no words. I have no words. You know what? <laughs> I'll just give you, you another 
just the most talented woman I have ever met in, in this poetic venue, and I am just so happy to have you here once again. And I know the audience enjoyed that as well. And, of course, we gave them the information. If you don't go and get this young lady CD, you're crazy. You need to just go out there and get it. And uh, I believe there's some uh, invitations that will be coming your way for you to uh, present yourself on other radio shows. So we're going to help promote you as well. We have so many people who are very respective of poetry, especially as great as yours. So just keep your eyes on your email, girl. Now, uh, we have about 19 minutes left. And I want to... um, Go ahead and play one more piece, and then I'm going to come back. I'm going to give you something to think about, and then um, you can answer the question. Um, What is it that you want to be as your legacy for those in the future who have a desire to be poetic? So you give me uh, your answer after this song. And I'm going to go ahead and play She Had Everything, because that one was a really good one as well. It's something to teach a lot of people about material wealth as well as you know, understanding the true value of of life. Thank you. All right, the next poem I'm going to do. How many of you guys remember high school? You know, high school had the cliques and everybody had the little groups. Yeah, you remember high school? And, you know, I had my little clique when I was in high school. You thought we were fly, you know. We were cute, you know, we used to dress up and stuff. And there was one girl in my clique and um, in my in my crew or whatever. And, you know, she was cool, right? But she had everything that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I hated her. I hated her because I wasn't her. Now, she was petite, this long, wavy, coolie, you know, that good hair. Now, I had a belly there ponytail. Y'all know a belly there ponytail, all the fans don't make it there. Now her mocha skin was kissed by the sun while I paled in comparison to this popularity queen. Living every hood high school girl's dream. Freshman year she blazed the scene, captivating the captains of all the sports teams. And girls would run behind her just hoping to be seen because she was all that. And a bag of chips. Her walk was full hip, kiss full lip. Blame it on the hormones and the meat and milk, but she was thick. Homegirl had grown men running behind her like immigrants to U.S. citizenship. Now, she was just one of those hood rat chicks who... Beatboxed and smacked my lips before each sentence But she parted the cafeteria See, when she spoke, she got reverence And I wanted to be her She had everything I didn't have and I hated her Standing next to her, I came up short like her Vance and jacket We went two different brackets She brought the noise, I just brought racket Now, don't get me wrong People liked me Everyone would say, Chanel is so sweet But she, she was seen as sexy Honestly, she wasn't really that cute to me, but she was seen as sexy, and I was just me. And I wanted to be her. When I was with her, no one existed but her. Now, guys would sweat her. they sweat with me playing basketball three on three. Now, she dated the fly dudes, the cats that ran drug teams, living lavish, ghetto, fabulous, X and O's chain, nameplate gleam, fresh pair, Tim's mac and cheese. Daily be heard a line, girl. <laughs> Look what he bought me. But my mother taught me, never fall prey to envy because every transaction in life comes with interest fees. So I began to look closely at this girl that I so wanted to be. She had everything that I didn't have except security. Dating guys based on equity left her bragging about guys who weren't really treating her right. Like one cat, his name was Mike. Mike had his little problem. Mike liked to fight. 
And she tried with all her might not to piss him off or get him tight because he made a habit of burning her thigh with his cigarette light. Now his jokes ended with hits, his jealousy fits ended with fists. So while we thought she was living it up 17, sipping on more wet and crisps, she secretly had enough of that thug life, but she couldn't let it go. She had too much pride. So she smiled. Choose envy over pity any day. Use the illusion of love to get love, even if that love was really just our hate. And that social state kept her Mac makeup heavy and running. Truth was that popularity was all she really had. Didn't have a dad. Mom was never there. She didn't care where she was or who she was with as long as she didn't bring home any kids. And it's sad because she had everything I thought I didn't have. And I, I hated her. I hated her because I wasn't her. And that's one prayer I'm glad God never answered, because if he did everything we asked him to, I'm sure every lady in this room would be battered, burnt, and bruised, because secretly, you know, in high school, you kind of wanted to be her, too. That is, unless that girl was, that is you. to my question. I hope you had uh, enough time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, the legacy that I want to leave behind, I want to be able to be one of those artists that other people, um, I mean, I, I very much I'm trying, I want to be someone that inspires other people to do what I do or more. Um I definitely want to want people to remember me always as somebody that definitely loved people and loved life and lived life to the fullest, and 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 that's really a testimony that I, I want to continue to share. That that piece vanity um, took a while for me to write, and that maybe look into the idea that, that that's a legacy I want to leave behind. I want people to be able to say that, you know, oh, I can do, you know, I can do whatever my dreams are because Chanel Gabriel did hers, and um, I definitely want to continue to share my work um, in different forms. I definitely, you know, like I said, I, I'm very much a singer. I, I'm trying to get back into singing um, a lot more because I kind of lost that side of me as, like, as the poetry blew up. But definitely I really want, I really want to end of the day. I want everyone to be able to say that, you know, I've learned so much. You know, I can, I can, I can succeed, you know, the same way we look at other artists, you know, we look at, there I say it, Michael Jackson, you know, rest in peace, and, and all these other different artists that have inspired a lot of people. I want to be able to be one of those, Jill Scott. And and one thing she said that I thought was so beautiful um, after the taping of Death Poetry, I said, girl, you beat me to it. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm a poet and I'm a singer. And she was like, what you talking about? There's enough room for all of us. What you talking about, girl? <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, she's a such a yeah, it is, you know, and a lot of times you get into the idea of this competition that we're competing with each other, you know, there's like, you know, people there, I, I can think of a couple female artists that I remember, um, you know, people suggest, oh, why don't you work with so-and-so, and I'm like, that person doesn't want to work with me, like even like in trying to, you know, speak to them on that level, it's like because there are female artists that might do similar to what I do. So the idea of color, and, and we as females, we don't collaborate and we don't work together as much as we should. I mean, granted, I know my schedule hasn't permitted me to do some of the projects I wanted to do. Um, like uh, one of my sisters out in D.C., I'm supposed to give her album. I haven't been able to get out there to do it. But, you know, I really want to be that, be able to, people to be able to say, you know, she, she now was just a sincere person. I try to be 
as real as I can and honest as I can in, in my work and as a person. And I, that's the legacy I want to leave behind. I want this, I want to be an inspiration to others. Well, you're already on your way, girl. <laughs> you're already on your way. Um, it looks like we have another person um, calling in to ask a question or just to say hi. And I want to say, hello, caller. Thank you for calling into Mingle Zone Network Radio. And hello. you are speaking with Chanel Gabriel. How you doing? I'm fine. Hello. This is her cousin, Chamel. Oh, my cousin's in Trinidad. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw your status, I was like, you know what? I'm going to call my cousin. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm glad you're listening. That means so much to me. (laughs) Everybody listens out there. She lives in Trinidad, everybody. This is my cousin that lives in Trinidad. You're going to see me next week, though. Don't worry. You're going to see me next week. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. We're going to hang out. And I tell everybody I can't wait for my cousin to get big so I can see you on TV and say, that's my cousin, y'all. That's my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) You know. I appreciate it. What you're doing, okay? Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right, bye. Take care, I'll see you next week. <laughs> okay, bye. Wow. That is I'm so there. blessed. That's the best one that I'm so blessed with. I mean, you just got so many people that are just right behind you, and they just, you know, they support you all the way. Even when you don't even know it, people are just there supporting you. I was, it's the funny thing about it, because everybody always laughs at the fact that I have I have a lot of friends on Facebook. And people go, you didn't even know half these people. I'm like, I actually do. <laughs> They're all friends or family, and I'm I'm very much the type of person I usually, I might not always remember a name, but I don't forget a face too often. I might not be able to place it, but I'll be like, I know, I know you. And, you know, a lot of times that's, that's, that's very much a part of who I am, who I've always been. I'm just such an amiable person. I love people, but... Definitely, I do have a lot of, I, I don't even call I don't believe in using the word fans. I don't have a fan page on Facebook because I was like, that word is just so weird to me. Everybody's just my friend, and I feel like I have such great friends that support me. And, you know, I'm very thankful for all the people that, all, that always listen that might not be able to make it out to the shows, but definitely, you know, I know they're in my, my corner, and it means a lot to me. It really does. Well, that is so good that you're so grounded because, you know, that that is one of the keys to success. You can't get too above, you know, uh, your success that you you overlook every every place that you've been, every step that you you've taken to get where you are. So it's it's wonderful that you're at this young age are so grounded and and prepared and professional, you know, and and very good at welcoming, you know, all that is coming towards you. Um, and then of course you're going to always have your good and the bad, but without you know those different things. Life is not balanced, so you have to have some of that to make a, a perfect recipe for your success. And I really um, am so proud of you and so happy that you are letting your talent come out like you are. That is a really great thing. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I'm glad to have had you today on the show, and I want to thank my uh, my audience who is listening, those in the chat room, those just um, multitasking out there as we all do on the Internet. 
And um, those who wish to uh, contact Chanel um, can contact her through all the uh, information we shared earlier. And do you also have an email address you'd like to share? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, while, like I, like I said, I direct everybody to my website. It's always the easiest way because I have a contact page and it goes directly to me. But you can definitely um, email me at ChanelGabriel at gmail.com. Um, that's, you know, S-H-A-N-E-L-L-E-G-A-B-R-I-E-L at gmail.com. But like I said, I direct everybody to my website. It's I, my one-stop shop. I, I try to keep it simple so I don't have 8 billion things I'm checking all the time. But definitely, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm on Facebook. I do respond. I'm, I'm sometimes a little delayed because I do a lot of running around, but those are definitely other meetings to get me. Twitter, Chanel G, on Twitter.com slash Chanel G. Um, definitely be, yeah, add me, follow me, tweet. <laughs> and I'm sure they will. And um, we're going to end the show with one last piece that I have here, permanent imprint. I want everybody to enjoy this. And once again, thank you, Chanel, for being my perfect guest. And, of course, I'm going to do a replay of this interview on uh, Sunday. Um, I'm going to make it around 4 o'clock p.m. So people who are going to church have time to come home and listen to it. (laughs) And it will be available for download for everybody. So if anybody you know missed it, just let them know to be on at 4 o'clock on Sunday. And I'll go ahead and post it up again as well on the MySpace page as well as Blog Talk Radio. And thank you so much for taking some time to share your work with us and letting us experience Chanel Gabriel. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. It was, it was great. This is one of one of the best interviews I've had in a in a while. Thank you. One of the best. Okay. <laughs> Make it good for you. So I'm gonna go ahead and put on permanent imprint. I really enjoy I enjoy all of your work, but um, I'm gonna make sure that everybody hears because this is really great. So um, everybody else have a good night. We're gonna end the show with permanent imprint. Believing his own lies. So he did his own ventriloquy, stringing himself along in a world that lacked consistency, consistently mistaking honesty for truth because, honestly, he really does love her. But truthfully, he doesn't know how to. And how do you show a grown man how to be selfless when his own mother used her selflessness to teach him to be selfish? Mistrained since birth, she tended to his needs before they surfaced. Satisfying her son was her only purpose. No earning her grace, no need for good grades. He'll grow out of it was a frequent phrase when he misbehaved. As he grew, he got accustomed to getting more than he gave. The first woman he ever loved was his personal slave, condoned his passion for unemployment since that meant he'd always be home and she'd never be alone. So the seeds of responsibility and maturity were never sown. She forgot to teach him how to fish and now he's grown in stature but not mentality. Unwilling to own up to the fact that the only thing he has to offer a woman is his company. And even that is temporary because countless ladies will tell you this. His loving is like confetti because at first it's all pretty but then look at the mess you're left with. Desperate to replace mama He marries a woman who gives him a throne On which he doesn't even deserve to sit And I feel sorry for her Really I do Because honestly he really does love her But truthfully 
He doesn't know how to. How do you show a grown man ambition when he's been conditioned to be in a constant position of submission, giving his wife permission to be the sole breadwinner so he could be the bedwinner, and the couch has his permanent imprint? I'm praying he'll end up impotent so that his wife doesn't have to pay for him, insisting that he should leave behind a football team legacy that he can't support financially, hoping that eventually he'll be the man he's supposed to be. But if you let a man give you garbage once, you'll spend a lifetime taking out trash so she simply endures the monotony of their life in matrimony struggling to make ends meet juggling three jobs while he lives for free knowing that in old age he'll be living off her social security and is that really fair she shows her love by giving everything he thinks it's enough just to be there finds money for all the newest gear even though his children need new shoes got 22 inch rims for his car even though the con ed bill is due and the needs of his family Come second to the needs of his crew. The trees of society will never grow if this exists in its roots. I want to forgive his ignorance. Really, I do. But he doesn't even love himself. How can you expect me to? Once again, that was Chanel Gabriel, and that was permanent imprint. That was just wonderful. And we're going to go ahead and say goodnight to everybody. And I mentioned in the chat room that uh, we also will be doing our show on TalkShoe, which is www.talkshoe.com. And also on a uh, Podbean podcast, that's www.podbean.com. You can just uh, go to those sites and just put in Mingles on Network. And I will be posting those things as well. Now, I may even be putting uh, my interview on Livestream at Livestream.com. I'm just featuring Chanel's videos on there as well. So we're going to get a whole lot of exposure out there for Chanel. So uh, you guys go ahead and um, try to give her some love too. So I'm going to give a nice round of applause for my guests and my listeners. And everybody have a good night. Thank you. Take care, everybody.
This is the one where they were like seeing themselves. Huh? Harry Potter, ain't it? Is that still Harry Potter? Thank you. 